Welcome to Wild Times in Minnesota Lake Country. That's right, I'm Kelly. And I'm Carol. <laughs> and here we are, 20 episodes in. We were start. We started inside zooming. Yeah, we weren't to... even standing next to each other. I we know. were miles and miles <laughs> apart at first. That's right, and here we are uh, together in the outdoors. Isn't that and beautiful? And we've got a nice little beaver behind, a big beaver behind oh, us. Oh boy. Holy smokers. Uh, he's ginormous. Um, <laughs> so just so he doesn't attack us. But <laughs> but it's crazy. I mean, our navigating through the weird and wonderful world of nature. That's right. <laughs> and we're standing in it. Um, and, you know, it's the end of a beautiful spring day. Um, it's the, the end, end of, of winter. Yes. <laughs> this is great. And the sunset behind us. This is what I just, this is so beautiful. This is like, yeah, a perfect ending to our se Perfection. first season. <laughs> yes. Yes. So we're going to talk a little bit about endings today. Right. Um, because that is something that's weird and wonderful in life and in <laughs> yes. nature. Is that's right. It's, a, it's the, the life cycle. A, yeah. It's a life cycle. The end it's of a, a life cycle. End of a lot. But yeah, but it always starts new then too, it, you know you have to have that cycling process right <laughs> so I took I took us to the end of the road here <laughs> we're at a boat ramp it just ends in the lake um, but that's what happens in lake country is that some of the roads just end <laughs> end at the water's edge um, and what a pretty water's edge oh, we it have is. it's beautiful gosh and yes <laughs> the beaver is just like <laughs> our prop <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. We'll send you your check tomorrow by Venmo. Yep. <laughs> He's just taking a little bath yeah. there. Okay, you're good. We are talking about the end of our first season. We're talking about endings. Oh, yes. Um, and, and I so know that you, you kind of like gross things. I do. <laughs> so this is the weird part of me coming out a little. Not that it doesn't always, but yeah, the science weird nerd part. It makes me stop at roadkill sometimes. So <clears throat> those that um, know me know that, yes, sometimes I do stop at a roadkill here. But especially if it's in really good shape and it's just a really great chance to take a look at something up close. Um, if you've never seen the parts of an animal up close. Okay. So I'm going to show you my roadkill today. <laughs> right. <laughs> the end of the life of this particular animal. Right. But it lets us explore the wonderful things about animals. Yeah. That's how we learn about them. That's right. Unfortunately, a lot of the time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Episode 20. Here we go. The end. <laughs> All right, Kelly, here is the moment we've been waiting for. <laughs> what, do we, what do we have here? Okay. So I found this ruffed grouse alongside the road. And I had to stop. I could tell it was still um, kind of warm and in good shape. <clears throat> so this is a ruffed grouse. You can tell by the, all the, you know, the colors and the size. And But one thing that I wanted to show you in particular that um, are the feet. So, you know, this winter we were talking about how um, some animals have really neat adaptations of um, winter. And this one has adaptations um, being these little protuberances from the feet they're starting to fall off now because it's spring so he's got a couple left um, but usually these feet are just covered with these little um, they look like little frayed areas to make his feet a little wider you know so he can step on top of the snow because they walk through the snow so these are the bird tracks that you might see in the snow but they're falling off now so that's a good sign of spring but I, you know if you've never touched a grouse foot <laughs> It's pretty cool. Let me touch it. I just want to touch it. Oh, that is kind of cool. It's kind yeah. of waxy. A little waxy, yeah. 
and these claws. I mean, yeah. Isn't that cool? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yes, so here's the the grouse foot. Um, and of course, you could they have feathers all the way down their leg, which is um, great for winter. So they're, they're spent, they're awake all winter long, of course, and, um, and, and they dive into the snow. So this is also a good time to look for those roosting sites because the snow is melted and you'll find a spot where there's all kinds of grouse poop <laughs> and, and, uh, um, <clears throat> where they were spending the night. But I thought, um, we could kind of go through the wings and feathers here. So on a bird, you have, um, the flight feathers that are primary feathers. So all these are primary feathers. And then these, I got a little divot here. These are secondary feathers here. And then most um, uh, birds will have covert feathers in the middle. So that's what these are, covert feathers. And they have, of course, around their um, kind of elbow, if you will, <laughs> their whole nother set of feathers or um, tertiary feathers sometimes in the end. But um, <clears throat> so, um, you'll know they're like flight feathers because they're, um, I'm just going to pull one off. <laughs> Why not? Okay. Thank so, you, Mr. Bird. Yep. <laughs> so the flight feathers have, um, so this is the vein on either side. You can see, um, there's one side is shorter than the other. Um, so this is always the top side that's kind of helps them fly and this side being the posterior side. Um, and then the, um, this is the, the rachis and the calamus, or sometimes you call it a quill. So this end part that hooked into the skin, yeah. it's kind of soggy right now, <laughs> right there. But this is hollow. Um, so of course this would soak up the ink and you could write with, uh, so that would be the quill. But um, rachis and calamus, the veins. Um, and then of course the barb, barbs, so each little um, feather is a barb and barbules are come off of the barbs and the barbs hook together. So we can make these kind of stick together after I pull them apart, get those barbs hooked again and voila. <clears throat> so the barbs have to keep it, um, keep all these little pieces together so that um, the, when the wind comes through, you know, they can fly that that'll help give them a lift <laughs> there. And then the tail feathers, so get a tail feather here. Um, so if you find like just one feather, um, the tail feathers, the vein is kind of the same size on both sides of this rachis. So that's kind of cool. You have, then you kind of know it's a tail feather. They have very pretty tail feathers, I think. Yeah. So... I, I think I when I was little somebody must have gotten a grouse hunting. And oh had sure. A tail feather about a grouse. Yes. Now is this a, do you know if this is a male or a female? Well, this would be a male. It's pretty colorful. Okay. <laughs> well, the, swans. the swans are checking it out too. Um, sometimes when they so when they are breeding and they're like spreading their feathers out, mm -hmm. a lot of times you'll see them with this ring of feathers around their neck all splayed out. Look how cool those are. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. This is a pretty neat looking male, but these feathers are really cool. And I might add any migratory bird, you know, is protected under law. So you really can't keep these feathers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you certainly can't sell the feathers or anything like that. You know, some people do crafts and things with feathers, but 
typically you'll use turkey feathers that have been dyed or something like that. But um, And of course this isn't a migratory bird, so like ducks and grouse, um, when you're hunting you can have those, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, so a black feather with, it's almost kind of bluish on the end. That is really pretty. Neat. Yeah. We could look at his beak. <clears throat> so these birds eat um, seeds. Mm -hmm. They eat vegetation. So look how strong that beak is. That's pretty neat. That's. But they will eat acorns in the fall and the spring. They're eating buds. So they're pull using this nice strong beak to pull the buds off of um, trees or um, they're getting some of the seeds that have fallen on the ground as they're um, walking through the forest. He's got the breast. Yeah, the breast feathers. You can um, get into all kinds of details mm -hmm. of the bird. So this, like, um, what is that called? Between the eye and the beak. Um, sometimes birds will have different colors in that region. Um, when you're looking at a bird and there, sometimes the crown has a different color. Mm -hmm. um, there's the guler area. Of course, the breast feathers, um, the nape. Um, all those neat little terms to know about identifying birds when you have different colors here and there. <laughs> well, Does anybody ever count how many actual feathers are on a bird? <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you do find a feather, um, you know, there is a great uh, website, the Feather Atlas. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service has the Feather Atlas, so you can go to featheratlas.com, I think it is. Um, and uh, enter some information about your feather and it'll turn up the, the bird or give you some options of what bird it might be. So now you know all the parts of the feather so that you can <laughs> find that online. Who knew roadkill could be so interesting? It's this, see, why would you not stop and pick up roadkill like this? This is Do fascinating. This. <laughs> it's a good study. Yeah. Right. Only if you're in the middle of nowhere on a <laughs> lovely spring night. <laughs> a good way to learn about yeah identification and all of that so a little a little gross for some <laughs> okay i've got my hands washed now <laughs> it's a good thing about a pandemic i always have like uh hand sanitizer in my it smells really good is it minty it's yes this is okay. a peppermint smelling <laughs> hand sanitizer yeah so this is the season. Uh, the birds will be migrating back into uh, the Minnesota Lake Country and lots of things to do as uh, our earth awakens, nature awakens for I know, spring. so be sure and stay tuned because there is so much spring that's gonna be popping out and that just, yeah, there, there'll be something new. Morel mushrooms and the wildflowers and the trees and the buds coming out and the little leaves. <laughs> and starting to get the frogs. The frogs, we're gonna do definitely lots of frogs. We might have to do a couple of frogs. <laughs> we'll be we'll one Carol. with the frogs. <laughs> get, yeah, Carol in the pond catching frogs. <laughs> I think that'll be good. Yes, and it'll be much warmer water in the boot this time. <laughs> yeah, but not only that, you know, we, uh, we are venturing out into nature and it's just going to be a beautiful season and the whole point of this really is to you know um, be here talking to you on camera but it's also 
really uh, for you to get out and experience your own wild and wonderful and weird uh, natural experience. Right. We don't really have any special equipment no. and, and we're <laughs> kind of learning as we go, you know, yeah. we, yeah, we definitely get uh, <laughs> our books and apps out to identify things. Yeah. And <laughs> something, <laughs> something just coming up behind us. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, it's just a little bird. Yes. Yeah. What kind is that, Kelly? Oh, I'm, <coughs> it might be a song sparrow. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, cool. <laughs> we digress, but it's that's what we do. <laughs> uh, also, in our next season, we're hoping to have a few more guests out on the trail, and I know that uh, birds of a feather stay together. <laughs> yes. Um, so we'll talk to some some people who are excited about nature as much as we are. Uh, you know, that's the beautiful thing about um, nature and having that in common with people is the people that you meet out on your little adventure yes. are almost more exciting than what you see in the background here. Yes, interesting, curious people. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think. I love how, uh, yeah, generally people that are spending time outdoors are really uh, curious. They always have that sense of wonder about them that, you know. Well, I think that's what nature does too, is it makes you feel better. You know, you've got your yeah. blue space out there. You've got, uh, you're surrounded by trees and you're breathing in fresh air, typically if you're yeah. outside. <laughs> uh, but that's, that's what nature makes you feel is a lot better. So hopefully you'll get out and have your own wild and. I hope we've inspired people to do that. Yeah. yeah, to yeah. If anything, if we can do it, <laughs> yeah. So you know, you can watch our episodes, get some notes uh, where to go. I mean, we're at uh, Height of Land Lake, uh, just on the refuge on Tamarack National Wildlife Refuge, um, just uh, east of Detroit Lakes and northeast of Detroit Lakes. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, beautiful sunset. Finally, it was a windy, oh, windy day, so and pretty. now it's calmed down a bit. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just listening to the you birds. watch the beaver swim yeah the beaver the beaver is now i'm surprised he didn't scene. slap his tail at us <laughs> maybe that's yet to come right right but just get out and soak it all in it's all good and if you would like to subscribe we would like you to subscribe to our wild times in that's minnesota right. lake country uh, <laughs> podcast and youtube channel and as we wrap up this season inviting you to season two until next time <laughs> yeah i'm kelly i'm carol <laughs>